This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. 988. That's the new number that you can call or text to reach the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Before, callers had to dial at least 10 digits. 800-273-8255. Now that number will still work, but experts are hoping the new 988 number will make it easier for people in a mental health crisis to get that support that they need. So joining us now to discuss this and more is Philip Martinez. He is a licensed clinical professional counselor and a board member of the Illinois chapter of the American Foundation of Suicide Prevention. Hi, Phil. Hi, Sasha. How are you? Doing well. Thanks for joining. Uh, Mental health professionals, they're calling this a landmark moment. The federal government's invested $432 million to launch this new crisis line. What are your thoughts, Phil, on this new 988 number? Oh, my gosh, it's huge. I mean, that number you just you just mentioned, the $432 million, I mean, that, that's an 18-fold increase this year that we're making this a national priority because, I mean, it's not just COVID. It's, it's, it's a trend that we've seen this last 20 years in mental health that uh, um, depression numbers are going up. Uh, uh, avoidance numbers are going up, anxiety numbers are going up, and we just see that across the board. And obviously that's been magnified with what we've been going on these last couple of years. So 988 is something that that came uh, into mind well before this crisis level because we recognize that there was a need to create an intervention outside of 911 that was specifically designed to address specific mental health needs. So this is, you know, beyond Mm -hmm. huge for us. So walk us through what actually happens when someone calls or texts 988. What information do they need to provide? What kind of questions well, are they being asked by the counselors? There, well, let, I can walk you through real quick. Just like, for example, in a call, when you call 988, the first thing you're going to hear is a greeting. And it's going to be a message with a chance to press one for a veteran uh, crisis line, because that's a very specific area that we need to address and is being specifically addressed here, or two for Spanish. And then you'll stay on the line. We, I mean, this is a system. It's in its infancy. It, I mean, we just launched it on Saturday. So right now, this is what we're working with. So then you'll stay on the line, and your call is routed to what we hope is going to be a local lifeline network crisis center. And I said what we hope because we only have uh, 200 of these crisis centers across the country right now, and a lot of this money is going to be going towards advocating and funding um, more crisis centers and individuals to staff these uh, these facilities. But mm-hmm. um, then uh, hopefully what we hope is going to be a brief wait, but again, we can't promise that quite yet, but we do have people there in place. A trained crisis counselor will answer the phone, provide support, and share resources as needed. Uh, similar, when you text 988, you'll complete a short survey that'll let the crisis counselor know a little bit about your situation and then be again, be connected with a trained crisis counselor in one of the crisis centers uh, who will text, again, support and share resources Mm -hmm. if needed. And there's also a third option, a chat line, where you visit 988lifeline.org and find the chat button in the top right-hand corner of the screen and, again, complete a short survey letting us know, you know, where you're at and and then we direct you to, uh, again, a trained crisis counselor to help, you know, provide Mm -hmm. any support that they can and Phil, you mentioned an important point there. There are more than 200 call centers around the country. Illinois has six, and Governor Pritzker has committed nearly $15 million to boost staffing at these centers. What are your thoughts? Talk more about this. 
That is definitely a need. I mean, like I said, you know, we, we just launched it. Obviously, the, the national uh, hotline has been in existence for several years, but we are expecting an increase in influx in numbers of calls that we receive with 988 as it's up and running because we are dealing, like I said, specifically with mental health issues, not just people in, in crisis or, or imminent uh, threat of suicide, but also issues uh, related to other mental health issues such as depression or anxiety or even substance abuse issues is something that we want to cover. So mm-hmm. um, being able to uh, expand those services, we know that that's going to increase the number of calls that are going to come through 988. And that we're, as, as that happens, obviously, we're going to need more staffing. We're going to need more resources available. We're going to need more people on the street. I mean, it's just going to be kind of a, a domino effect as we provide the service that is greatly needed. There's, there's going to be more uh, need for, for, as I said, other resources to provide to meet yeah. the, the expected need that we're going to see. There have been um, concerns about whether or not police will be sent to someone's home if they call mm-hmm. the suicide prevention hotline. You say the 988 number is not meant to be a replacement for 911. Talk about that. No, no. Yeah, exactly. We um, What we are hoping to do is that if we do reach a, um, a state where or a situation where we are using local police services or EMTs, we want to have them have trained personnel. And that's something that we're seeing a little more in the departments these days, personnel that are trained in mental health situations. But what ideally we would like to have in the future are crisis teams that, you know, available to everyone in all locations that can be dispatched to deal with specific mental health needs so we can avoid situations which might lead to violence or even death. You mentioned this earlier, Phil. All the numbers are going up, anxiety, depression, especially now, right, during the, the, the pandemic. So this this transition to the new number, it, it's coming at a crucial time. Are you it hopeful that is. are you are you hopeful that it'll help more people get the help that they need? Uh, very much so, Sasha. This is something that you know there there are two big issues that we talk about when when dealing specifically with suicide intervention, and it's about time and distance. And what we're going to do with nine eight eight, I mean, you mentioned it right at the beginning. You know, we're not going to be dialing ten numbers anymore. It's going to be three digits, and and we're gonna we're gonna get you into the intervention because nine one one, and and one of the biggest differences. Well, and then there are so many we could, we could spend a whole show on that, but yeah. um, you know nine one one is the point of entry into the intervention. Nine eight eight in many cases will be the intervention. Now, what we hope to do is is. Right now, we're looking at probably 80% of the calls that we receive on 988 will be able to be resolved without sending someone out or providing further, you know, on the street resources such as sending out a, a team of mental health professionals or, you know, getting them to um, an emergency room situation or something of that nature. Yeah. The service will remain available 24-7 and in Spanish, yeah. along with interpretation services in more than 150 languages. How important is that piece? That really is important because not only is it available or important to have it available in languages, but with the call centers, we're looking at localizing the calls, obviously, to the community so that we have people who are in place who are familiar with the communities and the people that they're dealing with because we find that there are so many vast cultural 
um, prohibitions keeping people of color, for example, uh, LBGTQ community members, keeping them from getting the resources that they need for whatever reason. We want to be able to provide specific needs for the specific communities that we're dealing with. You're listening to Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and with us is Philip Martinez with the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, Illinois. We're talking about this new 988 Suicide and Crisis Lifeline that launched just over the weekend. 988 is the new three-digit number that will route callers to the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Uh, as we talked about, uh, Phil, you know, the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, you guys strongly advocated for this new number. Tell us more about the work of this organization and how you got involved with the Illinois chapter. Oh, gosh, yes. Uh, thank you. Yeah, it's, we, we do so much. Our, our, our three big keys that we look at are about education, research, and advocacy. And we believe those are three key components that we're very active in in the community. You know, like you said, we're, we're a national organization, so you can find us in all 50 states. We recently have a chapter that started in Puerto Rico, so that there's, there's no excuse to not be able to find us. Um, but we're very dedicated to that, you know, helping those that are affected by suicide. That's our mission statement, uh, to provide, like I said, the, whether it's the resources, um, support groups, information, education, uh, we do talks. Uh, we, we are a prominent role on ca college campuses. We're becoming more of a role on high school campuses and community organizations and parent groups. Again, just to get the word out there. And, and one of our biggest uh, fundraisers is called Out of the Darkness. And the reason we call it that is because we want to bring depression and suicide out of the darkness and into the light. You know, so people can yeah. feel free to talk about these things without the stigma that's attached to it. I became personally involved with AFSP following uh, the loss of my cousin Mark to suicide back in 2004. Uh, he was oh, somebody that I was very close to, and being a mental health professional at the time, I was, of course, shocked and rocked by, by his loss. Um, mm -hmm. But after seeing the devastation, that didn't just, just to myself but to my family and to the community at large, I felt like there must be some resource out there. There must be something, you know, to help, you know, because here I was, a mental health professional, feeling at a loss of how to support these people. And that's when I came yes. across the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. And I became involved with their Out of the Darkness Overnight Walk in Chicago back in 2005. And since then, have been a regular volunteer and, and have become so involved that I've joined uh, their board of directors uh, just a couple of years ago to be even more involved because this is such a passion for me, not just mm -hmm. as a mental health professional, but as someone with lived experience who has gone through this myself. So when I yeah. talk to somebody who's gone through that, I know where they're coming from. Yeah, that's so important. You, you've got 25 years of, of the professional experience, right? You know, working in this mental health space. Before I let you go, Phil, uh, talk about some common myths about mental health and about suicide that you think are important to just debunk once and for all. You know, Sasha, I'm so happy you asked me that because one of the most important ones, if I, if I leave you with anything in your audience with anything today, is that there, there's a myth that talking to somebody about suicide will increase their chances of taking their own life. That is a complete myth. When we want to talk to somebody about suicide, we need to be very direct. In other words, we're not going to ask somebody, are you thinking of hurting yourself? 
because someone who is, who is imminently suicidal, they're not thinking of hurting themselves. They're thinking about ending their life. To them, mm-hmm. that is ending the pain. That is going to be a relief from the pain. So we need to be very direct, whether it's our loved one, our child, our parent, you know, anyone that we're concerned about. Are you thinking of killing yourself? Are you thinking of taking your own life? Are you contemplating suicide? Being as direct and honest as we can gives them the open opportunity to talk about something that they don't feel they can talk about out loud. So we need to be direct. We're not going to plant a seed. We're not going to put an idea that's not already there. We're going to reach out and get the help and meet them where they're at. That's Philip Martinez with the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, Illinois. He's also a licensed clinical professional counselor. Thanks for your time, Phil. Thank you so much, Sasha. Thanks for all you do and getting our message out there. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.